What is better or more nauseating than just one Lockdown host? Hey, how about two of them? That's right. Hello, everyone. It's Matt Sheehan of Lockdown Spartans. And over there, this dapper gentleman to my right, that's Ryan Herons of Locked On Badgers. And you're probably wondering why on earth are these guys talking to each other? Or you just know that there's a game tonight at 7 Eastern, 6 Central. It's Michigan State. It's number 18 ranked Wisconsin. That's right. Just one of two ranked Big Ten teams. Hosting our Spartans, we're going to break the game down. But before getting to that, Ryan, how are we doing over there, man? We, we doing okay? Top 20 Wisconsin Badgers. Let's put some stank on that. Mm, let's go. Yeah, right? Like, uh, not shocking. Whenever you, whenever you pick Wisconsin to finish 8th, ninth, or 10th in the in the Big Ten, you know, in basketball, it's it never works out. It's it's no. not, nope. It just never works <laughs> out. It's almost like when you used to pick against the Braves to not win the NL East. Like, they were always mm. going to win the NL East. So, sure. well, it's been great. But, it, listen, it, it's a weird season for Wisconsin. I know we're going to get into it, but maybe I'll just get into it right now with this first yeah, segment. please. Because we've exceeded expectations by almost any, okay. any analyst metric, by even a lot of fans' expectations, right? But it has been a roller coaster. Every game has been close. Nothing's been comfortable. Yeah. Um, it's not been a season where a lot of people have been really excited about. You know, it's um, – Tyler Wall is now hurt. We don't think he's going to play for Michigan State, probably. So, yeah, they, they've been really solid. They've been very typical Wisconsin. They slow the game down. They they don't run a lot of possessions. Um, but it's nothing has come easy for Wisconsin at this point. So it, it's not been a smooth ship um, so far, but it's been a successful one, if that makes sense. It's kind of a weird season. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, are, are we are we happy? Like, both of us, like, me as a state fan, we can get to meet a little bit. Who cares about my issues about Michigan State? Are you happy though as a Badger fan? Because just like you said, like, we weren't expected to be in the top twenty here, but well, now here you are. Okay, things should be awesome, but at the same time, oh yeah, okay, great. Tyler Walls hurt, might not play Tuesday night, and then yeah, like, okay, you, you beat Maryland. That's a mm-hmm. good win. I mean, I I get that Maryland wasn't a true top fifteen team, but still, okay, you don't apologize for those wins. Tight wins against Iowa, though. Tight win against Minnesota, and then just the loss against Illinois, who's kind of stumbled. So, like, is happy an adjective I could throw out for your emotion right now, Ryan? Uh, you know, I certainly never want to speak for everybody else in the fan base. I would say content. Yeah. Like, you know, there's okay. – it's it's a team – here's the thing. It's a team that I think lacks a, a very high ceiling, right? So, you sure. go through the grind of a year, and you grind out some games. And listen, they, they almost beat Kansas. They lost by one to Kansas yeah. in a game yeah. where – they really should have won that game. They gave up an offensive rebound with a couple seconds left to Kansas that that really Kansas used to get uh, into overtime and then win the game. So, you know, it, it's a team that I would say content, um, but th- there's just not a great ceiling there right now. It feels like, and I feel like when you're in the middle of a season, if as a fan base you kind of understand that the ceiling isn't there, it's hard to get super excited about it at yeah. all, all all the time, right? But there's a lot there that's still enjoyable. Uh, Chucky Hepburn at, in his sophomore year is, is shooting incredibly uh, Connor Sejan, the, the freshman out of Indiana, has been a, a incredible spark plug for Wisconsin. So there's things that in every game Wisconsin fans are excited to see. Stephen Crowell, the center, has been coming on lately. But gotcha. it still feels like a team – you know what it does? It feels like a team without Johnny Davis, right? It uh, feels like that, – That thing, yeah. <laughs> sure. You don't have that yeah. X factor that could potentially push you over the top. So yeah, happy, I would, I would say content. Okay. How's Brad Davidson playing this year, by the way? I haven't watched a lot of Wisconsin basketball, but I assume that he's still there for his 16th year. Is he, is he doing okay for you guys so yeah, far? Yeah, he, he leads the okay. Big Ten in charges still. Good, um, still. Okay, yeah. that's good. Good for him. Yeah. No, listen, Brad went to play overseas. Um, I was, I was, let me, really quick segue. Let me ask you this, because I'm actually yeah. very curious to get 
we we get very insular. I think all fan bases get insular. Like we we mm-hmm. we you know circle the wagons around our own. We get defensive. You know, I think sure. Michigan State's like that. Every fan base is like that. Every degree. yeah, yeah. Brad Davidson turned. You know, I always thought the the flack he got about taking charges was overblown. Again, I'm a Wisconsin fan, but mm-hmm. he was literally just the best at doing that and a skill that everybody practices. Right. Like that, that shouldn't have been demonized. And I always thought that the crap he got for that was ridiculous when every single team rotates over and tries to fall down and take charges. And he was just better at it. Correct. He, he was elite at it. You know what it is? And I'll do cross sport again. And we're going to merge a lot of fan bases here because as a Lions fan, how many times have I seen Aaron Rodgers do the fake uh, hard count, get the free play, bomb it downfield, and just like, Oh my, like, I know it's legal. I know it's part of the game, right. but it's like this effing guy again. Okay. Like, can we just stop it? And we can't stop it actually. So like, it, it was kind of like that. We're just like, what are you going to do? Because you can't stop it. Oh, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm just going to cry about it. I'm going to pout about it because this guy has been doing this for four straight years right. before he finally left Wisconsin. So yeah, I mean, I, I get it though. I mean, it's, uh, he made himself a, a good like villain, and I don't know even know if he meant to do it along his way yeah. in his career at Wisconsin. <laughs> Oddly yeah, enough, he certainly did. And listen, he, there was there were plays too that crossed the line with Davidson, and even even staunch Badger fans would would point that out. It wasn't yeah, just yeah. clean hard basketball the time with him. But mm-hmm. I've always thought, and I again we have biases, right? We all have biases. Yeah. But I've always thought if you play to the rules and you just exploit those rules better than anyone else. Well, then change the rules if you don't like it. Yeah. 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 I, the, clearly, <laughs> that was the game plan for him. So, in which case, by the way, the rules have changed. Like, they, yeah. you know, they're enforcing flopping now. You're getting, flopping. You know, yeah. yeah. So, it has changed. But up until that point, you know, anyway, that's that's a segue neither here nor there. Um, Michigan State, you, you said you're going to get into some of your feelings. Um, six in a row. Maybe. Right? Like, yeah. How, how are we feeling? That's a good question. I don't know. I I was hoping that you would know how I'm feeling right now because, I, look, the, the way I would grade the season so far, which I think is a good way to start the conversation, is, like, I would give it a, a B. And I have to make sure I throw that shrug in there when I say that. Like, I don't, it's a B because, like, look, you start the season as a team that's rated outside the top 25, but not by too much. And then, holy crap, you look pretty good against Gonzaga. Probably could have, should have won that game. And then you just straight up beat Kentucky and Kentucky – this is it. They're legit. They have old talent. Oh my God. They have Oscar Sheebway back. They have Cal. They have great freshmen. And then, uh Oh, it ends up Kentucky kind of sucks. Yeah, All right. Can... And then we lose a starter in Malik Hall for eight games. And then Jaden Akins is also uh, gone for, I think it was five games. And then you get blown up by a hundred points against Notre Dame. And then you lose a bad game Northwestern. But now as your starters have come back, okay. Akins is back. Hall's back. You're looking pretty okay. Six in a row, just like you said. Just beat Michigan in a rock fight on Saturday. But so all in all, here we are sitting here early in the week. AP Top 25 comes out. And, oh, would you look at that? Michigan State is a team outside the Top 25, but not by too much. So we're back from where we started, really. But it's just if you take away those first two weeks where our expectations were like, holy crap, what's the easiest way to get to Houston for the Final Four? Like, is it going to be Greyhound Bus? Am I going to drive my car down there? Like. Yeah, th- those were false expectations, and now we are set back to reality. And reality is that we're just probably just a decent Big Ten team, which is something I will take. But, man, oh, man, are we going to get a definitive answer here in the next five games for Michigan State? Michigan State's not special with this, by the way. I think every Big Ten team is going to have to deal with this eventually. But next five games for Michigan State, 
are five games in a row where you have only two full days of rest between each game, and you're going to Wisconsin. You're going to Illinois. Hey, home against Purdue, home against Rutgers, and then, well, Iowa, which, okay, well, there's your win. But still, like, at the end of the day, like, there are no easy outs in the Big Ten. And Tom Izzo said this not too long ago. He said, this is the deepest the Big Ten has ever been. I did not say the best. I said the deepest. So with that, Ryan, I'll I'll do our 15th cross-sport thing right now. Is Big Ten basketball this year just the Big Ten West in the sense that, like, except for Purdue, like, Purdue is, is far and beyond, like, the best team. But, like, is this just, like, a magnifying, blown-up version of the Big Ten West football season where everyone's just kind of, eh? <laughs> that's, a great, okay. that's a great analogy. I really like that. Because, again, if you, and even even with Purdue, right, if you throw mm-hmm. them out a little bit. But right when you were talking about Israel saying this was the deepest Big Ten, I immediately went to – but there's not a lot of great teams. Like in my head, no. I really went to, yeah, they, but it, 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 every game could be a rock fight here. Like, yeah, we've seen Rutgers play well. Like, we've seen, you know, like there is Northwestern has some stuff going on. Like, this is, this is a conference where you talked about, you know, in this stretch coming up, Iowa being the game where, okay, that's one we we'll probably take, maybe, right? Like, Iowa can, Iowa can get hot. Um, of course. So, yeah. It is a very deep conference, a conference without outside of Purdue, a lot of teams that really scare you. But Wisconsin just went to Illinois and lost by 10. Yeah. You know, and that's Illinois, yeah. an Illinois team that just lost their point guard because he left. You know, they lost by 10. Now, Tyler Wall wasn't playing that game. But again, that's that's going to happen progressively as the conference plays out as well. Every team drops players. Like, that's the physicality right. of the big team in general. So you've mentioned starters. You've been down. That's just dealing with basketball. Um no, I think it's a great analogy. It's it's a deep conference, but lacking in elite teams outside of Purdue. And there's one stat too that I just pulled up because I, you know, I'm a sick person. I look at bracketology every half hour of every single day. Like starting oh. back in November, I'll start looking. And I, I think this paints the picture perfectly. Is and this is from Jerry Palm, CBS Sports Bracketology. He has nine Big Ten teams in the CBS Sports Bracketology, and besides Purdue, no one is higher than a five seed. Like, uh, and that five seed is Ohio State, who's you know, a fine team, but that's it. Like, we're all fine. And just for reference, uh, my Michigan State Spartans, uh, they're an eight seed, and your Wisconsin Badgers are a seven seed. And Michigan's not there either right now. I just got to throw that barb in there really I quick. But, uh, Listen, yeah, we're right nine teams, but they're all mid. You know, it's, it's yeah. So we're I'm just going to say, we're right there with you with Michigan. Ever since Jawan, I mean, Jawan Howard threw the punch uh, against Greg Guard last year, and then, and then blame Greg Guard on pressing. Or on yeah. time out. I mean, how like, dare he? Like, right. The reason to yeah. throw hands. Like, get out of here. That's such nonsense. So we're right there with you on Michigan. Let me ask you yeah. this, because and then we we probably get into a break after this. But let me let me maybe finish this segment here, because I've always been interested from the Spartan standpoint. Where does Wisconsin fall in the Big Ten on your rivals ranking? Yeah, obviously I feel like Michigan. It's, but right, right. I, I think it is Michigan uh, number one. I, there's no debate about that. But. It is polarizing with Wisconsin, I think, just in our own fan base because some are like, yeah, Wisconsin's my number two team. Like, I absolutely hate them. And while I think that they are, you know, certainly on the upper tier, if not like the second or third, I guess, most respected rivalry, definitely respect or biggest rivalry, we'll call it. Like, I don't hate Wisconsin. Like, I've always long said that. I think we're just kind of step siblings, right? Like, you guys are just the Big Ten West version of Michigan State and vice versa. For a lot of different reasons. Hey, great partying, first and foremost. Also, just like solid football year in and year out, solid basketball year in and year out. So, for me personally, like, yeah, I would say maybe definitely a top three rivalry, maybe just behind Illinois. Maybe Purdue gets up there, perhaps Indiana every other year. And now I know I'm going down the list, but I'll just say top third 
Definitely. But yeah, I, I respect Wisconsin. I've had nothing but adoration for Wisconsin fans. And I swear I'm not just you know, trying to stroke the ego of you and every listener here. But yeah, I, I, that's me. But that there are some people that just like for some reason are like, oh, I hate Wisconsin fans. Lighten up. All right. Well, <laughs> Chill. No, that, some of that makes it good, too, though. Um, from yeah. a Wisconsin standpoint, I think most Wisconsin fans consider Michigan State right at the top of their basketball basketball rivalries. Like, okay. Is Minnesota really – the rivalry lacks juice for basketball. That's tough. Football is its own thing. Yeah. But yeah. for basketball, I think a lot of Wisconsin fans consider Iowa because of Fran McCaffrey and all the nonsense there. Bohannon likes to sure. throw jabs at Wisconsin. Sure. But it's kind of Iowa and Michigan State, I think, are right at the top of that. So it's, it's interesting. It's been – I think a lot of that is born out of the competitiveness of the rivalry over the last 20 yeah. years and how solid yeah. two programs have been. And, like, it doesn't hurt that Bo Ryan was there for 100 years and Izzo's been here for 120 years. And, you know, it didn't seem like there was much drop-off from the Bo Ryan to the Greg Gard era, too. So that, that that just keeps the rivalry intact, no doubt about that. But, yeah, it's 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 been a fun one to watch the last few decades um, in, in my time on this earth. So no, I no doubt about that. Yeah. All right, coming up, we are going to talk about some more specifics with each team, get into some questions, maybe even make some predictions. But first, today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Bill Bar. Matt, listen, we're all trying to look a little more like Matt this, this new year. And one of my tools oh, to do that is Built Bar, right? And I've talked about it before. We're both dads. This is – your kid's a little younger. My kid's a little older. This is one of my hidden dad wins. Like, they, I have a cache of Built Bars set aside. They think they're like candy bars, right? So they go into them, and I kind of side-eye them, and they sneak off. And I know they're getting something that's not a candy bar. They're getting their win because they think they're getting one over on the old man. But I know they're getting protein. I know they're not getting a lot of sugar. I know they're getting great flavors. I know they're not getting a ton of useless calories. They're enjoying nope. it. I'm enjoying it. They're eating healthy. That's one of my Built Bar wins. What about you, Matt, uh, on the Built Bar front here? Well, as I'm trying to be a better person overall, just like Ryan here in this next year. That's right. You want to talk New Year's resolutions. Be more like Ryan Herring's. Hey, you know what? I want to add some convenience into my life. And you, you just strike me as a guy that just knows where everything is at every single time. And Built Bar wants to help everyone here with that because, hey, not they're not just online here, Ryan. They're not just on Built.com. That's right, Built.com. But, no, they're also at your nearest Walmart as well, your nearest Sam's Club as well. You could just walk into either of those fine establishments, Walmart or Sam's Club, and you could find Built Bars for you. Just, just waiting there right on the shelf. It has an angelic glow around it right there for the take and to treat your body well. So, Bang, there you have it, Ryan. Who's going to land this plane on this ad reach? Should I just keep going? Or <laughs> I, I feel like I took off, and I feel like you can bring the bird home. Okay, here I go. Uh, head to built.com right now or visit your local Walmart or Sam's Club for Built Bars. Let's go. Nailed it. Mr. Built Bar is going to be thrilled with that ad read. He, we That's actually really... his name, too, the CEO of the company. Yeah, Mr. Built Bar. That's right. That is correct. Yep, great guy. Great guy. Just talked to him the other day. And listen, when you're done here, uh, make sure you go check out Locked On College Basketball as well. That's what we're talking about today. We had Isaac Shade on the show. Um, Y'all nice. loved him. He's phenomenal. Uh, go check out what he's doing. Locked On College Basketball, available where you get podcasts, YouTube, Odyssey app, like only the Locked On Network can provide. And let's keep going. Let's get it into it. I appreciate everybody tuning into both these shows, yeah. all the listeners on Matt's side and my side. Really do appreciate y'all. Um, Matt, let's talk a, little, a few more specifics with this game. Sure. I want you to kind of put on a coach hat for a second here. How would you attack Michigan State? If you were coaching against them coming into a team, into a game, how would you try to exploit the Spartans? 
Yeah, I, uh, in the paint. I mean, it's such an easy and lazy answer, but in the paint is the best way to do it. But I, I'm interested to see if Wisconsin has the guns to do it. Like, it's one thing to be a Michigan team and have a Hunter Dickinson who's a walking 18.7 rebounds just by rolling out of bed. But Michigan State in the front court, a, a little wonky. Like, Mike Sissoko was fine. Hard stop at fine, though. And then Jackson Kohler, he's a true freshman, top 60 recruit. He's coming along a little slowly. His defense was never supposed to be elite right off the get-go, and to say that it is not quite elite would be an understatement. He is not as laterally quick as you would hope to be. So, yes, it can get done in the paint for the opponents, and that's kind of how they've made their hay as well because it is also, on the contrary, if I can talk nice about my team too, got good perimeter defense as well. I mean, A.J. Hogard, big-bodied point guard, he sticks on guys pretty well. Tyson Walker, smaller guy, just six feet, but my God, he's got that kung fu hands, man. Like, he's got the quickest hands, maybe in the Big Ten. He is just a gnat on defense. And then Jaden Akins, too. I mean, coming off a foot injury, but his defense is as good as you could hope for a guy that is coming off a foot injury to play defense on the wing. And then Malik Hall, too, if you want to throw in our last starter in parentheses. He's come off the bench last few games because he's rehabbing his foot injury, but he can also play wing defense as well as he could play defense in the post as well. So that's it. I get it done inside against Michigan State. And I understand that maybe another good strategy, too, is to slow the game down to a grinding halt. And I, you, you took the words right out of my mouth, I think, in the first 60 seconds of the show. But this looks like just classic Wisconsin basketball just from every box score I've read, right? Like super slow tempo, top 40 defense in the nation. Like, is that pretty much what we're getting from you guys this game? Yeah, more or less. I mean, again, Michigan State obviously wants to play a little faster. Wisconsin's going to want to slow it down, limit yep. possessions. Now, it is a little different than last year's iteration. Obviously, Johnny Davis was a star player, but they also shot really poorly overall. Wisconsin mm-hmm. was a, a horrific three-point shooting team last year, generally. How they won a share of the Big Ten Conference shooting like 30% <laughs> a team. It's Historically, it's probably almost never been done, quite frankly. I think they were the worst shooting team in the conference. Um, so there's another banner for that. That, That's nice. Like add another banner next to that. Statistically, that's almost impossible. It's tough. It's tough. (laughs) Worst shooting team, but it's, it speaks (laughs) how good Johnny was, right? It speaks how good Davis was. Um, So this year, Hepburn has really stepped up. He's, he's on a tear. Connor Siege has been shooting well. Stephen Crowell can show some moments. Max Klesmith, the Wofford transfer has been the starting shooting guard can shoot, you know, so the team overall shoots much better this year. They play a little inside out. Stephen Crowell, the pivot, you mentioned attacking Michigan state in the paint. Crowell put on 20, 30 pounds of muscle. That might be okay. uh, the key for Wisconsin to win this game. They've been able to get him going a little bit lately, um, especially the last two or three games. And he can pick and pop a little bit. He's also the team's probably the best passer, leading them in assists. So it's gotcha. hard to double him. And now you have shooters that can space out around. You know, it makes it a little more difficult for defenses in a way than last year where you could really just load up on Johnny Davis, right? That's You're going to tilt everything towards him. This year you have to be a little more balanced defensively. Um, the issue for Wisconsin <clears throat> is there's no depth. There is just no depth. There's no depth with Tyler Wall healthy. Um, so now you have Carter Gilmore, who was a former walk-on that's starting. He is in really limited offensively, um, really, really limited offensively. It almost allows the defense to play four and five, um, and it just clogs up everything. So Shoot. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the issue. There's, and it's this, this is what plagued last year's team as well. Wisconsin had a chance to make a run, but Chucky Hepburn got hurt. Um, in March, and there's no depth. This year, yeah. same thing. There's just no depth. So foul trouble is going to be an absolute killer for Wisconsin. Um, any type of injury, which, again, Tyler Wall's already down, is going to be a killer for Wisconsin. 
And then the way that you're going to probably have some success, you mentioned Michigan State's perimeter defense. Hogard's a monster. I love Hogard, by the way. Yeah, he's he, nasty. Yeah. He's just a heart and soul type of a player, too. Yep. Um, and what has given Chucky some problems is last year those elite defenders were guarding Johnny Davis. And now that, mm. that best perimeter defender is on Chucky Hepburn. And yep. it just makes it a lot harder because he's not a big guard and he's not a really, really athletic guard. So teams have been able to – cause some issues for him just by putting better, longer, more disruptive defenders there. Um, and it can cause Wisconsin's offense to really just, just grind to a complete halt for six, seven minute stretches. Gotcha. Like I thought the, sh- the shooting stats that I saw too, and you guys were interested because usually you see the three point shooting kind of in the same neighborhood as free throw shooting. But right now you guys are 37.3% from three. That's, that's pretty good. That's 38th in the nation kind of good. And then the free throws are 683 percent which is 265th in the nation so like is it is like do you feel comfortable that this is as good of a shooting team or are you just waiting for like the shoot to drop mean like this seems a little too good to be true when are we going to start finding its level here or on the contrary if you're optimistic it's like the hell's going on at the free throw line (laughs) what's going on right like a lot of younger players that are good free throw shooters you project them out to be good three-point shooters down the road right yeah the shooting translates both ways typically um, now I, we're pretty confident at this point that this is a good three point shooting team. Um, gotcha. Hepburn has been a good shooter. So Connor Siege, by the way, you should see the free throw numbers. If you take out his free throws, because he's only missed one on the year. If you take oh, him wow. out, it's, okay. really bad. it's a really bad free throw shooting team, but wow. for, they are good perimeter shooters. I think some of the players, honestly, they just struggle with, with the moment at the free throw line. And gotcha. I, I mean, I'm not trying to get into the mind of any 21 year old college kid because i but that's the feel of it a little bit is the moments become a little too big in clutch points there's been some really clutch free throws that wisconsin has missed front ends you know at the end of the game where it feels like the moment gets a little big for them no doubt about that yeah because like michigan state too like they've been solid at the three point as well and to circle back to the question that you asked about five minutes ago another way to beat michigan state i guess i shouldn't always think hey what can you guys do offensively but also defensively like the perimeter defense for you would probably have to come into play here. No doubt about that, because Michigan State's best lineup, in my opinion, is the small ball lineup that they go with. And that's A.J. Hogard, Tyson Walker, Jaden Akins, Malik Hall, Joey Hauser. And with that lineup, I mean, we're talking about four guys that shoot at least 37% from three. With that fifth guy being A.J. Hogard, the guy that orchestrates the whole choir. So that said, like, how is the defense for Wisconsin been on the perimeter? And also to, right, the front court, too. Let's just take it take it all. Take it all. How's the defense? Yeah, so, again, that's where Tyler Wall gone, being gone really, really hurts Wisconsin. So the perimeter defense is really good. Max Klesman okay. is a terrific defender. Chucky Hepburn is a terrific defender. John, uh, Jordan Davis, which is Johnny Davis's twin brother, is a very good perimeter defender as well. And then Tyler Wall is an elite defensive player. So when he's yeah. healthy, one through four, they're switching everything. And they just gum up all sorts of actions, pick and roll, slip screen, um, you know, um, dribble handoffs, DHOs. They really just switch it all and make it incredibly hard for a lot of actions. And then Tyler Wall is just, like I said, a terrific defender that can probably guard outside of like the dominant big men. He can guard one through five. You know, okay. You're not going to put him on an ED, obviously, but, you know, he yeah. can guard – Really, but again, taking him out of that mix, um, it has a just a domino effect of you know now. He, not only is your defensive leader, your best uh, defensive rebounder, out of there, but someone else is in that role, filling thirty minutes worth of defense, right? And then someone else yeah. behind him is not having to fill in for ten more extra minutes of defense. It it creates a lot of issues. So, 
Um, I think that small ball line is probably going to give issues. I think Hauser is probably going to get open for some shots. Um, how has he played this year? He's he's a guy that isn't isn't really loved in Wisconsin, to say the least. Understandable. And there was at times last year where he wasn't necessarily loved in East Lansing <laughs> because he was really down to start last year. And I I mean, like, holy crap, is he unplayable down last year? But he ended the season on a pretty good note. And we're thinking, like, oh, my God, this is great. He's coming back. He ended on such a high note. But we've also seen his lows. But so far, we, we've seen a lot of his highs. Uh, this year, I got the stats right in front of me, 13.3 points, 7.8 rebounds, which is a very underrated stat for him. And he's popping the three-point ball at 40.3%. So he's been great. Uh, now, his last game against Michigan, not good at all. I think he was like 3 of 13 shooting. I think he had two air balls. Just didn't look good. But we're going to give him the pass because he's been so good in every other game that, okay, you, you get that. And also, too, 3 of 13 shooting. 10 rebounds, though, so he's still getting work yeah. done on the other end and on the glass. So um, I, I, I'm sorry, Wisconsin fans. He's doing pretty good for us this year. I, yeah, okay. please give him a warm welcome at the Cole Center, though. Please make him not nervous or sad or anything. Just sure. really, if you could clap for him, that'd be great because uh need a big bounce-back game here from Joey Hauser. Uh, They're going to do something for him. I'll tell you that. Okay, that's good. All right, good. Uh, yeah, that, that sounds promising. That sounds endearing. Good. <laughs> You want to talk some football? Should we? Or no, do predictions. What do you What do you think uh, for the game? Let's, let's get some predictions down here. Like, okay, Lord knows, uh, and a lot of our listeners know that I, I'm very apprehensive to pick Michigan State, especially in a road game. But like, I'm gonna do what I think. I, like, I swear I'm not being all right now, wearing green tinted sunglasses. But like, I think Michigan State, sixty one. Wisconsin 58, just like another nasty first team to 60 kind of game in Michigan State versus Wisconsin. When does that ever happen, right? But that's right. why I got – how about you? That, that Tyler Wall injury is just too big for me, though. No, I agree, actually. I And maybe, maybe the green background of our crossover here is – Hey, no. Yep. It's tinting this, right? We should be like a green and red one. But, no, I agree. I, I don't – it's just so hard for Wisconsin – already struggling mightily with depth to lose Tyler Wall. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then to beat a, a Spartan team that's, quite frankly, they didn't even shoot well against Michigan and they won that game. It wasn't just Hauser, right? Like, the whole team did Oh, yeah, well. it was everyone. Yeah, yeah. So, they have a lot of momentum. Wisconsin's coming off a 10-point loss where they looked a little disjointed. And again, especially defensively without Tyler Wall. So, I, I listen, it's going to be a game. It's it's good. Yeah. When, when those games come down to the end, it, you know, it, it, if you hit a shot, do you make this the back end of a free throw? It's those type of things. But I think I would take the Spartans to pull this one out as well. There we go. God, hope, hope you're right. Hope I'm right. Um, and that's weird because usually I say I hope I'm wrong because I pick against Michigan State. But no, I, I'm, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. I don't know why. Seven in a row. Make it happen, boys. I don't know how you have to do it, but just go, go for it, please. Yeah. I beg you. Speaking of not doing it. Heard you wanted to talk football there, Ryan. Uh, you want to hear about a, a season in East Lansing that ended just great after we uh, played your Badgers. <laughs> so we actually haven't the, – the thing is, this is our second crossover for for those who maybe didn't see the first one. We haven't talked since the first – well, since the Wisconsin-Michigan State football game. We talked before yeah. that. Obviously, a, a, a high point for Michigan State in that season. It was great. Uh, yeah. It was great. Um, yeah. <laughs> since then, Wisconsin has dramatically shifted courses, right? Luke Fickle's yeah. in. There's like 17 four-star quarterbacks he's landed. It's been right. awesome. But I can't. Where are you guys at? Because you had the you had the first Mel Tucker year, right? And yeah. it was amazing. The money flowing yeah. in, the contract renewed, recruiting going incredibly well, right? Yep. Um, coming into this year, recruiting still going really well, but then the season fell off the tracks. Um, at least, yeah. at least as for expectations, it didn't meet expectations for sure. 
Totally. Where are you guys at it in East Lansing with football right now? Oh, we're in basketball season. That, that's where that's just, that's just where we're at right now. No, I I think what happened um, to kind of regulate everything and, and make people not like couches on fire in the streets is signing day. I mean, look, there wasn't a lot to look forward to when the final whistle blew in Happy Valley to end Michigan State season. But hey, that that December date of signing day was the last thing we had to hold on hope for, because well, that's why Mel Tucker's here to recruit. And he did a pretty good job. Uh, he did, I think it was eight four-stars. It might have been nine four-stars, and that's more than you've seen coming to Michigan State in the single class ever. Right now, like I think it's a top 30 class just on the fringe of top 25. And while that's not going to win you a natty in three years, like that's that's still incredible damage control after a five and seven season. So that's where we're at right now. It's going to be a big season coming up. No, no doubt about that. Like I think everyone's kind of just – a little more panicked than they want to let on to believe of how big this upcoming season is. Because if you dole out a five and seven season or a six and six season this year, then it's like, were we sure about that contract? I don't know about that, but Hey, look, the excuses are out the window. Now you can't say that all oh, his guys are still young. He hasn't gotten all the guys next year. Now his guys will be of, of age. He does have all this coaching staff, which he didn't fire anyone from the coaching staff after the five and seven season. So that's not even anything you can rely on anymore. So it's put up or shut up time next year. So collectively, I think it's a DEFCON 3 situation in East Lansing. You know, we're not at 2. We're not at 1. We're not ready to send the, the missiles to his house. But, like, certainly a little more on edge right now than we were after the Peach Bowl year. No doubt about that. But, yeah, re- recruiting has kind of helped things along the way. And also, hey, some some big transfer portal additions, too, which Mel Tucker's just been you know, good at the last few years. So, For yeah, sure. that, that's, that's what's going on in Sunny East Lansing, as you guys are off winning your bowl games and everything like that. Well, listen, we, the guaranteed rate bowl is hardly a bowl. Like that's, it's, it, it, yeah, we were listen. It was nice. It was nice. It's nice. It to ends in the word bowl. So like, how bad can it be? <laughs> you know, it, it, it's it's something. Um, yeah, it's nice to cap the season with a win, but it's Wisconsin won seven games. It's not like there's a, a large tier between our seasons here. I think just the difference is Luke Fickle coming in has energized the fan base. It probably probably similar to when Tucker came in initially, yeah. right? Energized Michigan State. Like it probably yeah. felt like he had a jolt of enthusiasm. A hundred percent. And especially when he's just billed as this big recruiter, which is something that we haven't really had at Michigan State. Like, look, I I say this every time I bring him up. I love Mark Antonio like a family member. Uh he he has done wonders to my life. Uh not a big recruiter though. Kind of wondering like how did you not parlay your success from 2013 to 2015 into something more? But I digress. So we got the the new flashy recruiter in town. So that gave us a lot of energy. And it, you know what is fascinating, too, is like we were long thought to have Luke Fickle in our clutches, too, during that coaching cycle. And you're thinking, great, this is awesome. So now he goes to Wisconsin. What, was that even on your guys' radar? Or was that a surprise for you guys when you either woke up and saw the news or saw the news across your time? I forgot when that news broke, but... When that happened, that kind of threw you off guard. Yes, uh, it was okay. Jim Leonard. Like it was, it was. No, I was firmly in the camp of wait till the off season. I think Wisconsin's a big job. Like being in the Big yeah. Ten is a big job, right? Being if you're a, an upper tier Big Ten football school, it's a big job in college football mm-hmm. now. So I thought you could lure somebody in. I was in favor of waiting to see if you could get, but Fickle was never on the radar. Listen, there's there's a couple seminal moments in my life, right, where I'm always gonna remember where I was, like where my kid was born, where I first sure. dunked basketball. Um, that was in uh, Rice Lake. That's Canada. a flex. Yep. That's a um, flex. Let's go. <laughs> Loki, when I dunked, I like took off my shoe and I wrote the date and time on my shoe in a Sharpie. It was incredible. So, of course, not yeah. Game, 
not in a game, but anyway. And like the third moment is like when Luke Fickle became on the radar. Like those yeah. are like three seminal moments in my life because it was like an alteration of Wisconsin football. And no, he he wasn't on the radar. We are stoked. And to your point, you were talking about, I asked you, where are you at in, in East Lansing right now football? And you said it's basketball season. Wisconsin yeah. fans are like the opposite. We are like every recruit coming in, every transfer, you know, four-star quarterback – like basketball yeah. to me, and I love basketball. Badger fans love basketball, but basketball mm-hmm. almost honest to goodness feels like a backstory right now to Luke Fickle building out oh. this recruiting class, this cycle. Um, I get so much more interest, so many more questions, there's so many more messages about who are we getting next in the portal than how does Tyler Wall impact us? Yeah. You know, wow. The energy is incredible right now on the football side. And speaking of that, really quick, let me pick your brain. Um, yeah. Wisconsin did pull Michigan State transfer defensive end, outside linebacker, edge defender, uh, Jeff Petrowski. Petrowski. Close enough. That's better than uh, a lot of people can do. Yeah. yeah. What can you tell us just kind of quickly? And I, I, I don't think that's a, a a guy who moves the needle a ton, but he feels like a solid pickup. I look. Yeah, I think it's a hundred percent a solid pickup. I, I was a big fan of Jeff Petrowski. Now, of course, he has his limitations, right? It's not like you're getting the reincarnate of JJ Watt up in Wisconsin. Like he is a smaller guy. I think he's like a six foot one, six foot two, kind of edge rusher. But in 2021, two years ago, when Michigan State had this great season, he he was a, he was a decent part of that. I mean, he had five and a half sacks, two forced fumbles, came on really well, and then this year just played in three games because of injury. So really didn't have anything to do this year. And he transferred, I think, because Michigan State's defensive end room is getting a little crowded. Could he have come back as a starter next year? Maybe, if not a starter, the first guy off the bench to get in there and get some reps. So, yeah, I I absolutely was bummed to hear that Jeff Petrowski was leaving. But a lot of guys that leave Michigan State don't land at Power 5 schools. So it was nice to see, you know, him land at a solid school like Wisconsin. And also – Great that we don't have to see him next year because I would hate for the Jeff Petrowski revenge game to unfold either in Madison or East Lansing. So, yeah, um, you guys got a good one. And I, I don't mean that disingenuously. I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm bummed to see him go. But, hey, good on you, Jeff. Love it. Um, we anything go. else? Um, we've kept the good folks for about 35 minutes here, 34 minutes. That's pretty good. That's a hostage situation at that point when you <laughs> cross the 30-minute mark. Wow. Um how many interceptions for Samar Melvin at Michigan State next year? Is it over or under 10 and a half? What, what do you think? What do you got? You know, us? like it's probably just under. No, listen, Samar just under. Melvin, okay. <laughs> uh, was a guy actually who came in with some hype. Um, we're talking okay. about transfers here. He was, he was, he's kind of a long armed cornerback. He's got so he played early uh, for Jim Leonard. Jim Leonard saw something in him, which is always kind of something to put a thumbtack in and kind of keep in the back of your brain. Like, Jim Leonard knows defensive backs. Um, Jim Leonard yeah. knows defenses. And that's a guy that he zeroed in on. It wasn't a plan B target. Played early for Wisconsin. And then he just kind of got lost in the shuffle a little bit. Um, Wisconsin brought in a bunch of transfers with experience to play. I think he's got he, he's got some juice to him. Um, okay. I, I just don't feel like he ever found solid footing. He's not a, a really big corner, you know, so you kind of have to find the right scheme or fit to put him in. But he, he was definitely a player Wisconsin fans were excited about and somebody that Jim Leonard was excited to get. So. It'll be interesting to see. We just – we don't really know with him. It's good enough for me, honestly. Yeah, I don't know. We can take any secondary player with juice, and I'll be like, yeah, all right. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Sweet. You know us, so. there we and go. Jalen Franklin, right? You... Jalen Franklin, that's right, the next Travis Kelsey up in East Lansing. Let's go. We just snatched him from Madison. Woo! Look he, at us go. He's a weird one, man. Um, he's a guy that is athletic and – if you ask any Wisconsin fan that's really in the weeds, they they wish they would have left him at outside linebacker. He went to tight end, 
after his freshman year and then just disappeared off the face of the earth for like four years. Gotcha. And Sabbatical. then popped yeah. up this year, caught like one pass. And there's, you, you always know who the sickos are, right? The sickos. Yeah. You know, like every single player on the roster, where they're from. Right. Yeah. You know, so he catches this pass in this game and there's this like small contingent of crazy Badger fans like Franklin lives. And 90% of the family's like, who is this dude? Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's been right. gone for four years, but yeah, I, I don't, we, I have no clue with him, man. I have no clue. We, we took in about eight transfer tight ends. So I, I don't know. Like maybe we're just trying to build a, a megaplex of, of tight ends here. Just getting big bodies to help with our construction going on at our new football facility. I don't know. That, that could be it as well. Who's who's to say? We'll find out. So That's it, man. There you go. And that's it for the show, I think. I we, did, we did a good job. God bless anyone that's still listening. Um, I hope everything's okay <laughs> over there. Just yeah. Really quick, behind the curtains, as we say we're going to stop and we just keep talking. But last, sure. last thing to me. Yeah. One of the things locked on, just going behind the curtains, they, they kind of want us to focus on, hey, percentage of, of like the amount of show people watch, right? Yeah. They watch 20% yeah. of your show, 30%, 40%. Nobody's, we're not, I feel like this no. show, people have dropped off at this point. And oh, that, that, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's not going to look great. Oh, we lost 95% of listenership when we brought up Brad Davidson. Uh, that, yeah. That's, yeah, we, we shed a lot, a lot there. <laughs> But here we are. Yeah, I'm, I'm really hoping um, Mr. Lockdown is not listening to this episode because uh, we'll be getting a, not a stern text, but a friendly text. Be like, hey, whatever happened in 25, 30 minutes? <laughs> what, 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 what happened? To, what happened to what works? And now here I am just saying this in minute number 37. So long, gentlemen. All right, well, let's, we're going to ramble at this point. We're going to call it um, fun game, though, Whoops. coming up. We're definitely going to yeah. talk about it. Um, thank you for listening on Matt's side, on my side, Spartan fans, Badger fans. Really do appreciate it on Wisconsin and whatever you guys say go green that's right we like to call out our colors that's right let's go let's go let's go until next time let's go